Hey, listeners, do you journal by any chance? Could writing be a healing art? Well, it appears that there's a tool called visionary writing that may just help you become whole. What the fuckery is visionary writing? to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome, and here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle truths or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guest and sometimes expert are in it, living their truths whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being open, willing, and curious. In that vein today, my guest is Karen Kasaba. Now, Karen is originally from Los Angeles. She is the founder of Guided Writing Tours. Now, that's a fuckery we're going to get into because I've heard of tours to visit countries. I never thought I can write and be on tour. So Karen must be a rock star or something. Uh, So her guided writing tours are themed writing excursions uh, to different locations uh, that evoke, I suppose, experiences, and it is offered through Airbnb. She's also, and this is what's really cool when you live in Los Angeles in a big market, you get to sit across from people who've actually written screenplays. And Karen is a member of the WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, making her soup legit. And uh, she has written shorts, uh, won awards, documentaries, and all of that jazz. We'll get to hear more about that. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much, Nadege. It's great to sit across from you. Hi. Hi. So, visionary writing. What is that? My version of visionary writing is writing that's coming from a more intuitive place. And especially with the first draft, We want to get more in touch with our body and have writing come from someplace authentic so that we are using our own voice when writing. We're writing intuitively and surprising ourselves while we're writing. And so that's what I think of when I think of visionary writing. And what I like to do is really come from the body as opposed to my head because if I think about everything from the neck down that's where my heart is that's where a lot of my guts are that's a lot of good stuff as a come from whereas my head even though it wants to jump in right at the get-go when I'm trying to navigate a blank page I have to say hang on you can come in and be the editorial voice and I'm going to have to rewrite this about 17 times. Right. So you're going to come in very handy, but for now, please just go get a latte. Yeah. So the head is more the the critic, the analytical portion of the program, and you don't want that in. So you teach workshops, right? Yes. Okay. So 
uh, how you get your students in that space of connecting to their bodies, because not everyone's kinesthetic. Um, people who are dancers or who move more, who are in touch with their bodies may connect a little faster than most, but how would you take the average person? Because I'm guessing writing is not just for writers. That's true writers. because so many people, I mean, everyone I think is a writer because we all write and everyone has a unique point of view. Everyone has unique experiences and it's just a matter of harnessing language in order to convey that to a reader or what a listener. What a great definition, harnessing language. And of course, sometimes <laughs> it needs to be broke. You've got to, you need a language whisperer mm -hmm. and it takes a, you know, a while to yeah. get it. What are some tools that you use and give your students to get them connected to their bodies or is that something that, is that your process? One thing I've been doing um, with my guided writing tours is we go to museums and this particular tour we're doing right now called Write Inspired by Art, which is offered on Airbnb. We go to the Hammer Museum, which is free and it's a wonderful museum in Westwood if you haven't been there. And what we do is I offer a portion of the gallery for people to walk through and walk up to a piece of art that's, that they feel a response to. Either, either they don't like it or they are drawn to it and they do like it. And I ask them to feel the sensations in their body and just pay attention to the emotions that are coming up, any visuals or memories that come up. And then we go and sit at a table and we write for 10 minutes as fast as we can from that place. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting what happens with people they they're often surprised by what comes up but it's it is a visual thing that we're doing by looking at the art but by really engaging with the art in a more visceral way it activates the body for really just about everyone who's tried it wow that sounds fascinating do you have any anecdotes or stories of um, things that have come up for people that may surprise or have surprised you even? There, let's see, there have been many people on the tours that have gotten surprised by what they wrote. And one recent person came from China and was visiting because with Airbnb, a lot of people are traveling. And so it's really wonderful to be meeting people from all over the world on these tours. And he, he was really a left brain kind of guy. He was a data and math guy, mm -hmm. but he was interested in writing and he liked writing essays. And so one piece of art really got him excited. And I, I believe it was some kind of book with that the artist had grown crystals on. So it was like an interesting installation piece. And he was able to make all these connections, bringing his knowledge of mathematics and then turning that into a metaphor with the crystals. Amazing. And so that's the useful element that happens a lot with the tours is that metaphorical elements come up for people. And one woman was writing about Egyptology, that was her background of study. 
And Egyptology? Yes. Whoa. And so she was writing a novel, a fictional novel that drew from that. And so she saw something that reminded her of an Egyptian you know, deity or royalty and gave her a whole new perspective on the character for her novel. So anything can happen. Yes, that's what's really fun. Yeah, it sounds like it's an experience that can only enrich enrich you and you don't have to be a writer. You can just be seeking to express something creatively that takes you away from the mundane perhaps or if you have one of these left brain jobs, it's good to go right brain sometime. Right, and it's it's great either way, which is interesting because um, there have been I've had on the tour actual write you know published professional writers who would like to start something new, and one writer wrote an essay, the beginning of an essay that she since had published. Wow! So and, anything can happen. Yes, so it's it's a great way to start something. I can see ways to shape whatever people write. So, okay, so when you're, they've, they've gone through the exploration with the art and written, and then what happens next? You, do they read it to you? You read it? How does it work? Each, each person is invited to read, and then I have guidelines for the group to give feedback. So it's all just positive feedback. It's what did you like? What, did, what stayed with you? What was strong? Or what do you want to hear more about? And so it's just in going forward with the writing, ways to take it forward. And then I'm able to see a shape that the writing is starting to take or maybe a theme that's emerging that some that was so intuitive that the writer didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. And so then I can point things out that they may not have been able to see on their own. And then that's something they can get excited by because it's like, oh, if it's intuitive to them, it's usually a theme that really resonates with them that maybe they didn't know how to even express. So they can keep going on their own. Yes, the idea is to then keep going. How often do you do these guided tours through Airbnb? I do them a few times a month and they're I'm sure you'll list the link in your show notes. I will, yeah. That's a great idea. I will. And it sounds like something that I know without this is, uh, you can listen to this episode anytime, but with Valentine's Day coming up, that's nice. That's an interesting gift. I think that's something to, that may be interesting to do for someone. Yes. You know? uh, that's lovely. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. It's true. And a woman did bring her husband. The two of them came on a tour for his birthday gift. Oh. So people do... Yeah, they do think. Use it to gift. Yeah, unusual experiences that are certainly intriguing. And what a great conversation piece to have. Oh, here's something interesting I did. How did you, Karen, get started in this world of writing? Did you set out to be a writer at a young age? You knew that's what you wanted to be when you grew up? I was was always writing. I was writing and drawing. And those were the two things that I did since kindergarten. So you're an artist too? Yes, but I. it turned out that I started taking, or I majored in art at UCSB, and I realized that the kind of aloneness that comes with making art was not the kind of aloneness that I could really tolerate. Hmm. But somehow the solitary 
aspect of writing was more intriguing to me. And I don't know if it's because there were characters or people talking, but it, it was something that I was able to engage in more freely. So I just branched yeah. at that point into that and also into filmmaking. But it seems like a natural flow. Plus, you are in this town where it's so available. You know, when you say you hear characters talking, should we be worried? <laughs> no, that's a good thing. That's, it's a good thing when you hear. Yeah, that's. But, okay, so this is beautiful because I've always wanted to go inside of the writer's brain. Do you literally hear dialogue between, and do they sound different? Do they have different voices? Do you hear a male voice or is there a female voice? Or how does that shape? When you say you're, you hear those voices, I think it's uh, the same kind of sense of hearing that it's not like an actual hearing, but it's like the same kind of hearing that happens with like a mind's eye sort of seeing. Like if if someone says, "Think of blue glass," you know, it can you can kind of see blue glass, mm -hmm. but there's no blue glass. Here. Right, it doesn't. So, but it's your mind's eye. And so then it's, I guess, your mind's ear yeah, is where that. the dialogue comes in. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I better be mm -hmm. hearing. Yeah. Talk. How disciplined are you? Do you write every single day? One thing I do is I write in my journal every day. And I do the three pages that Julia Cameron talks about the morning pages. The morning pages. And you know, there's something really important about her prescription of three pages. For many years, I was just writing in my journal a page, half a page, two pages. I would write just a random amount. And so I didn't really know when I was done or I could decide when I was done. Mm -hmm. But with the three pages, it really gets me to do something finite. Right. And it creates a container for the writing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're doing with the prompts being timed at 10 minutes. When you, when you teach, you give 10 yes. minutes, you give a prompt, and you give 10 minutes. And listeners, in case you are wondering what she is referring to, what I'm referring to as morning pages, uh, Julianne Cameron wrote the book The Artist Way, which has been seminal in the world of artists as a way to unblock or unleash your creativity. And the morning pages is this remedy where she says, every morning, no matter what, write Three pages, longhand, free flow writing. And that's for everyone. I've done The Artist's Way twice in my lifetime. And something beautiful always comes out of the morning pages. And it, you know what it feels like? It feels like you start your day dumping all the crap out onto a page. And then, then you can start freely. It's like you get to start with a blank canvas. So that has been part of one of my many experiences with the morning pages. So you do that every day, mm -hmm. uh, and then you teach. Um, what do you mean by writing prompts for those who aren't sure about this world it's, we're discussing? It's just something that is external, almost like a mini little assignment. It's an inspiration. It's something to get the writing started. Okay. An example would be? and it, Well, the way I've seen people working with prompts before is is verbal prompts like verbal to verbal and it's like, like write about your childhood bedroom right describe mm -hmm. you know or you open a drawer and find a gun you know now write and so 
I thought those are so specific <laughs> that they didn't feel open-ended enough for me for people to really freely explore whatever it is they'd like to write about. Because it's not, now I'm stuck with my childhood bedroom or this gun in the drawer. You know, it's like I, and that it can work as a springboard to keep going from there and turn left. But I'm talking about prompts that are more along the lines of like looking at the art or, you know, just having something tactile to evoke something. So it's definitely more open-ended and with, you know, you open the drawer and see a gun, chances are it's not going to end well. <laughs> so right. that's, yeah, that could be a good story. <laughs> it could be a great Actually, story, but technically or not, it's, it may not end well. Whereas looking at a piece of art or touching something that inspires you, you can probably go places in your imagination you didn't even know existed. So mm -hmm. I think your prompts may be way cooler. Um, speaking of, Karen, would you mind if we created a lovely sort of exercise slash prompt for my listeners? Um, is that something you you think you can perhaps indulge us with? Oh, sure. I think um, I was thinking about that. And I think I have a prompt that will work as an audible prompt for that any. people can do their, themselves that would be also uh, physical for them. Nice. So it's like a teaser of what the magic Karen Karen is, Karen Kasaba, the visionary writer, the guided writing tour person. I love it. Um, so yeah, listeners, that will be available on Patreon. We'll make it available for the Patreon listeners and uh, let's unleash writers. Karen, so we started talking about how it all started with you and how you wanted, you knew you wanted to be a writer. First you went with art, and, but it sounds a little bit like you've managed to merge your lo both loves. You know, those mm -hmm. guided tours in museum, you are merging art with writing. Uh, so nothing in life is, is futile or useless. It right. all comes together. Really, it's always so cool when I when I talk to people for the podcast, or and I re I see a pattern in their lives, mm -hmm. and some people don't even notice it. I'm sure you've noticed that by now, but yeah, for most it escapes. Like, oh, that's that's true. So there's like a late motif, right? Yes. Yeah, ongoing. So then, what happens next? Once you so you went to school for writing, you're graduating, then you. Oh, what happens next after... What happened, I, I should say. It's in the past. I, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> well, I'm here now, we and you're in my home. Home. <laughs> um, I would say that after you're talking about after Art school, college. art school, yeah. Oh, well, I was at UCSB, and then I started... I took their only filmmaking class, and so then I went to uh, Art Center College of Design in Pasadena and was a film major. So I graduated there in film, and that's where I met my, I have a then husband, so I met my then husband, <laughs> and we got married young, and then he was, a, he's a cinematographer, so we worked together a little bit, and I wrote screenplays, and we have a beautiful daughter, I always was writing, and got myself into the Writers Guild, did some acting, got into SAG, and just did, just was, have always been writing. And then now, since I'm back in LA, I, we lived in Santa Barbara for many years, 
I, the entrepreneurial spirit of Los Angeles got to me and I was so excited because that's kind of a back to a childhood feeling also. True. And so I invented these guided writing tours and... That is brilliant. Like, how did that come to you? Were you sleeping and then a, an, an angel came upon you and said, sprinkled you with some fairy dust and said, you now have an idea of what to do. How did you even come up with that? It's great. Well, I have, ex I have some experience being a tour guide by volunteering as a docent at Ghanawalska Lotus Land in Santa Barbara. And I really enjoyed taking people on tours and showing them around and seeing them get excited by what they saw and giving them a context for what they were looking at. And I also remembered that back as a kid, that was a way I played. I played with my friend Dana down the street when we were like nine or 10, we would make a ride in her garage, like a Disneyland type ride. And I would, I would pull a red wagon with a little kid in it around the garage. And we would decorate the garage, make it really dark and make it a haunted house or an undersea adventure. And we charged the kids a nickel <laughs> to go. So that was the entrepreneurial part. Right. And gave them a ride around this dark garage. And the other kids waiting outside didn't know what was going to happen. So they were really excited for their turn. And the whole ride was really just narration that I made up. Because, On the spot? Yeah, it was just because it was just a dark garage. And Dana hid, got dressed up and hid and jumped out and scared them <laughs> at one point because that's always got to be part of the story. And so it was, that was so much fun. And I loved, I went home with a handful of nickels and it was like, wow, look at that. So... That I was trying to find out, I guess, how to get some nickels while being a tour guide and working with writing. So that's that's how, how it came. that came you merged together. It. You merged yeah. it together. So now you conduct uh, small group workshops that mm -hmm. you call visionary writing. Yes. Tell us more about that. I'm really excited about that because that's going to be a way for me to work on a longer basis with people over six weeks. Oh, wow. So it'll be a small group of just six people and we'll have a chance to work on, to write things that are you know new and then also continue to develop things that have been started with positive group feedback and group support. And so that's gonna get people writing. We'll be writing during the workshop and then people are welcome to write in between. And the other, good part about this workshop is we're going to be developing our intuition. And so I've selected several modalities that I've worked with. Ooh, let's hear about those modalities. Listeners love all the modalities that I always go after and try to teach and, and find out about healing arts. So modalities, what's your, what are some of your modalities? We'll be working with um, sound healing with using sound to evoke imagery and I'll have a, um, a person playing their bowls and gong and have a live sound bath experience for people Whoa. to get drawn into and they'll be, we'll pull from tarot. I have a special tarot deck that's unique and we'll use that as a way to give ourselves readings and give ourselves information. And I've been doing dream work based on Jeremy Taylor's dream work for 
many, many years. And so we'll do a little bit of divination via dreams. And then we'll work with spirit animals and see what we can pull from that. And also something akin to psychometry, we'll, where we'll actually hold objects and see what we can get. What from those is objects. psychometry? That's the... Um, that the psychometry is the belief, I guess, that objects are imbued with some sort of memory. That they, whatever, wherever that object has been, whatever's happened, the, the energy is contained and stored. I can see that. It's and kind of like when you walk into an empty home, the home has a story to tell. Exactly. And you could feel the feeling of it. So it's... I mean, this won't be exactly, we won't be like psychics. This is inspired. Practicing. Yes, this is inspired. inspired by psychometry. So all the modalities are in service of learning to develop our own intuition and trust ourselves and know that our intuition is always available and that it's really the richest resource for our writing that we've got. You know what I really like that sounds really, first of all, this is so L.A., but my gosh, I love that we're living in a more and more of a world that's open to um, this sort of information that's available, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's not she-she or boo-hoo or woo-woo. It is what it is. It's like that's what art is. Mm -hmm. um, so what I like, it, it sounds as if it's open-ended. It doesn't, what's the genre? If there isn't a genre, you are, you write whatever you want to write, right? Yes, it would, this is open to people who are looking to write something new, who have not been writing, but would like to start. Or I have someone who just signed up who is working on a memoir, but she got stuck. And so we're going to get her unstuck out of that memoir. And it's a way to show people the takeaway is going to be like, oh, look what I look how much I wrote. Look at this really interesting stuff that I wrote in this supportive environment. And really, it came from me. So I can go home and do this also. Right. And here's some tools. So, so the takeaway will be some tools to use on your own mm -hmm. to continue this work. Fascinating. So whether you're a screenwriter, a, a mm. playwright, or, you know, or you just want to write and just to shake things up in your life, I'd be into something like that. Um, so you meet, what, for six weeks? So what, six times once a week for six weeks? Yes, that's right. It's going to start on February 20th. Of, two, of 2020. Of 2020. I like that. Oh, 2020, 2020. Oh, people. <gasps> Did you even notice that? Chills. Did you choose that on purpose? Oh. Accidental? Uh, that looked like the date to start. Oh my gosh. That's... It's like the 0202-2020 backwards. What's that called again? Palindrome. Pal oh, the palindrome. It's yes. a palindrome, isn't it? It could o be. 0220-2020. It is. Whoa. We're on the palindrome day. Yeah. So uh, listeners, you can't miss that. And I would say sign up because this is this is too <laughs> too perfect. You, I love that you, you this wasn't done on purpose. Uh, but it was accidentally. It was purpose. done intuitively. Intuitively. Mm. It's a great date to remember. When does the 20th fall? On a Thursday. These on will be Thursdays. Yeah. Who needs a date night when you can come right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like how I made That's that accident? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
Hey, listeners. The term self-care is thrown around a lot these days, and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self-care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. Well, BetterHelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so get started today and you as a what the fuckery listener get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash fuckery 10 again that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com forward slash fuckery 10 in fact use fuckery 10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um use our sponsors okay back to our program so karen what else can we talk about i would love to know a little bit more about you you, it sounds like you grew up in a very supportive and a supportive environment <laughs> or a place that allowed your art to flourish. No, I couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, do tell. Because, you know, I want people to see that, like, you know, all the excuses we make for why we don't do stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we hear someone like you or someone else's story, it's so great to see that these are people who took a bat and literally broke down a wall and said, I will not be defined by whatever my experiences are. So mm-hmm. would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that may have started a lot of this interest in these different modalities because it's how can I heal myself? And so that's what I've been seeking. No, it was not a super supportive environment. I mean, my parents were great. I had everything I need, but not, I, they didn't get me. That's for sure. And so I had a lot of time to be on my own. And so that's where drawing was good or writing. I was kind of overprotected. So I wasn't allowed allowed out. out, So I needed to have activities. Were you an only child? Yeah, I'm only child. Ah. In a house full of adults, it was my parents and then my mother's parents, so grandparents. Mm -hmm. And thank God I had a wonderful dog. So it was me and the dog got through it. But yes, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't so harrowing that it would merit um, a a memoir, Mm -hmm. but some stories would be have come out of it yes yeah where can we read your stuff i have work published in online literary journals and on my website i have links to those publications yeah it sounds like you your writing is probably very rich and you may not think you're memoir worthy but something tells me there's a memoir in there somewhere it could there be. has to be there has to be i think everyone has a story to tell yes 
you know? It, it probably is. I think I've done a little, I've written a little bit of memoir, shorter pieces. Well, Karen, is there anything else we should say? So listeners, all of the information, all Karen Cassaba related. Uh, am I saying that right? I am saying that right, aren't I? Karen Cassaba. Yeah, Karen yeah. Cassaba. Have I been saying something different? No. No? Oh, good. <laughs> we'll be in the show notes. And uh, the writing prompt that she will happily, as an audio record, and maybe you can just grab your pen or pad or pencil and some writing material and listen to it and just give it a spin. Um, go to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash what the fuckery. And or better yet, check out Karen's website. And if you're in the LA area, why don't you sign up for this visionary writing 2020 class? I think it's, it's awesome. It will be. It will be. I think it's going to be so interesting. And already a really fascinating group is forming. I, I mean, you had me at sound bath <laughs> and psychometry, which is a great word. But I think I'm going to read up more in psychometry. I have, yes, I have a workshop coming up, which is Visionary Writing 2020. And that's going to start on February 20th, 2020, which is 2-20-2020. And um, that's going to run for six weeks in a private space with only six participants. And we're going to be doing some really interesting work in that workshop. And that's bookable on Eventbrite. And there'll be a link to that. And then I also offer tours on Airbnb. They're guided writing tours. And it's called Write Inspired by Art. And you can go to Airbnb Experiences and book one of those. And also, you can just go to my website and see what else is going on. And also, if you're interested in the workshop, you can also book some time, 15 minutes on Calendly. And I'm happy to talk on the phone with you and answer any questions and find out if the workshop is going to be a fit for you or not. So those are ways to get in touch. And what we're going to be doing in the workshop, as well as on the guided writing tours, is we work from more kinetic prompts that come from the body, somatic prompts. How do you, do you have a way you say goodbye, Karen? Oh, I don't, I don't, sometimes a way that my favorite way to say goodbye is a Hawaiian way, which is a hui ho. A hui which, ho. Yes, which means it's until next time. Aww. So, but then that's in French. What is that in French? Au revoir. Yeah, till is we meet it, again. Mm -hmm. A bientôt. Yeah, see you soon. Oh, let's say it in Hawaiian. Ahui ho. Ahui. Ahui ho. Ahui ho, listeners. Ahui ho. Ahui ho. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Feel free to correct me. <laughs> Bye. <Okay>. Ahui ho. <laughs> Okay, maybe not, not quite by yet. If you know someone who might enjoy this topic or this episode, why don't you just forward it to them right now? Share, help us grow our community. And uh, check out the Instagram, follow us on Instagram at WhatTheFockery to see what our guests look like. I'm sure you're pretty interested sometimes. And um, the videos and the stories and previews and clips we are growing. We are growing. And I have you to thank for that. 
Now, officially, till we meet again, next episode, same place, same station. No, not a station. Okay, see you next time. Bye.